Welcome back to another episode of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney, and to be totally honest with you, I feel shitty. Um, so I apologize that my voice sounds even more unpleasant than usual, but we are just trucking along here because Beyonce announced a new album today, and we obviously have to talk about it. At 12.22 a.m. this morning, Jay-Z's streaming service title announced Beyonce Renaissance Act One, which is coming on July 29th. Beyonce has been leaving lots of subtle hints in the style of Taylor Swift, indicating that there was something new coming. About a year ago, she spoke to Harper's Bazaar and told them that she has been in the studio, but she had already been working on the album for about a year and a half. And she said, sometimes it takes me a long time to really go through the process of basically finding like the perfect beats that she really likes things to be a certain way. She's very particular. So, um, but about a year ago, she teased that. Also, on this very date that I'm recording, June 16th, the last time she released music was actually four years ago today on June 16th, 2018, alongside her husband, Jay-Z, under the name The Carters. They released Everything Is Love. But this is about to be her first solo album in six years. Again, that's going to be released on July 29th. It's the follow-up to 2016's Lemonade, which was a meditation on Black identity and marital infidelity, according to bbnews.com. That's how they put it. Everybody knew something was coming last week when Beyonce deleted all of her social media profile pictures. And then this morning, along with the title tweet, she changed everything to Act One Renaissance. All the streaming companies, titles, Spotify, and Apple Music posted the cover art for the record and offered a chance to pre-save the album, basically. Lemonade was a title exclusive for three years, um, which so was Everything Is Love. And basically, <laughs> Beyonce kind of realized that title was not going to give her the same numbers that she's used to. So now she's back on Apple Music. She's back on Spotify for us pores to be able to listen. In the last six years since she released her last album, she has been on Disney's Lion King remake soundtrack as Nala. And she, of course headlined 2018 Coachella with an iconic performance, which basically celebrated the culture of HBCUs. Um, and she wore that amazing yellow sweatshirt, the crop hoodie, incredible. And then um, the surprise release of Black Parade came out in 2020 during like the BLM demonstrations. and. That was obviously something that was poignant at the time and celebrated Black history, spoke about the history of police brutality and even the George Floyd protests going on at the time. And it was released last Juneteenth. Now, I want to kind of take a walk down memory lane as far as Beyonce's rise to stardom goes. We've known Beyonce pretty much since the 1990s. Um, before 1998, 
she was already singing. Um, when she was eight years old, she met Latavia Robertson at an audition and they were made to be in a girls group called girls time along with some other chicks. And then in 95, Beyonce's dad quit his job to manage the group and reduce the lineup to only four. And then that's when they changed their name the next year in 1996 to Destiny's Child. And this original lineup was Latoya Tuckett, Latavia Robertson, Kelly Rowland, and Beyonce. So in 2000, that's pretty much when Destiny's Child had its most famous lineup. They got their first number one in the UK, actually, in 2000 with Independent Independent Women Part 1, which was featured on the Charlie's Angels soundtrack. And then the group's four albums and hits included Bills, 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 Survivor, Independent Woman, and Bootylicious, and saw them become one of the best-selling girl groups in history. Um, this is according to HeatWorld.com. Also, it's worth noting that Candy Burris from Bravo on Real Housewives of Atlanta, she wrote some of those songs. And I know for sure she wrote Bills, 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 but I think she might have also written Survivor. So in 2001, Destiny's Child won two Grammys. Say My Name was a big winner, obviously. It's like a timeless classic. Um, Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle won two Grammys for... Best R&B performance by a duo or group with vocals and best R&B song. And over the years, Destiny's Child ended up being nominated for 14 Grammys total, winning three. And then in 2002, Beyonce starred in Austin Powers' Gold Member. That was their first time on the big screen. And she played the role of Foxy Cleopatra and... Just a fun fact here, my very first solo was to her song Work It Out from that soundtrack, and my mom like froed my hair out for it. Um, it was awesome. I won a lot with it. I probably won more with that first solo than any others after it. So um, I peaked young. Oh, I'm talking about dance. I've never said that I danced on this podcast. <laughs> so in 2003... Beyonce is again on the big screen in The Fighting Temptations, which she starred alongside Cuba, alongside Cuba Gooding Jr. And that's also the year that she released her debut solo hit, Crazy in Love. And it quickly climbed to the number one spot all over the world. So on June 20th, 2003, are you sensing a June theme here? Um, on June 20th, 2013, Beyonce released Dangerously in Love, and that was through Columbia Records and Music World Entertainment. So while Destiny's Child was creating their third studio album, Survivor, which was released in 2001, they announced that they would also be producing solo albums. And recording sessions for the album took place between March 2002 and March 2003 at several studios um, during the hiatus of Destiny's Child. While they're third album was out. Beyonce was executive producer of the album and took a large role in its production, co-writing, and choosing which ones to produce. Um, She was very involved. So the album debuted on the Billboard 200 chart, selling 317,000 copies in its first week. 
earning Beyonce the highest debut sales weekend among the Destiny Child members' solo albums, obviously. Uh, Dangerously in Love has sold over 11 million copies worldwide, and it's been um, and two Billboard Hot 100 number one singles, which of course includes Crazy in Love and also Baby Boy. And then Me, Myself, and I and Naughty Girl were also top five singles. Then in 2007, Beyonce stars in Dreamgirls and plays the role of Dina Jones in the Hollywood blockbuster. It was inspired by the Motown record label and Diana Ross and the Supremes. And Beyonce was nominated for Best Actress at the Golden Globes um, for a motion picture and musical or comedy. While she was filming that, I believe, on her 25th birthday on September 4th, 2006, Beyonce released her second studio album, B-Day, which which was actually nominated for a Grammy for Best Contemporary R&B Album at the 49th Grammys in 2007. The album debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200, selling over 541,000 copies in its first week scoring the second highest debut week sales for her ever. It was successful in international music markets, yielding six singles, including three commercial hits. So that includes Deja Vu, Irreplaceable, and Beautiful Liar. And then she also released the B-Day Anthology video album that has 13 music videos accompanying the songs um, on the deluxe edition of the album. So... This was also very highly regarded, very critically acclaimed. Um, it was nominated for five Grammys, including Best R&B Album, Best Female R&B Vocal Performance for Ring the Alarm, and then Best R&B Song and Best Rap Song Collaboration for Deja Vu, a whole lot of other stuff. And then the next year, she received two nominations for Record of the Year for Irreplaceable which was on that album, by the way. There was actually kind of a controversy around B-Day because the music video for Deja Vu was like sexual. And um, in the Hindustan Times, they reported that there's a scene that's like suggestive of oral sex. A, co- a couple of other publications like made a couple comments like, Yahoo Music News um, on their list, Real Turkeys, the worst videos of all time. Um, it included it and said that it was the least horrific video listed, but it's a stinker. 2000 or so people signed an online petition in 2006 <laughs> um, addressed to Columbia Records demanding for a reshoot, which is insane. And then allegedly, the song Ring the Alarm um, was rumored to be about Rihanna and her previous relationship with Jay-Z, who um, I don't think that they were, they weren't married yet um, at this point. Let's see when they got married. Yeah, they didn't get married until 2008. So at this point, they're like moving towards that, but they're not there yet. Um, but there was a rumor that Jay-Z was always faithful to Beyonce till he met Rihanna. And then that she tempted Jay-Z to be in like a romantic relationship with her still. Um, which is to me like totally insane. Um, not that I don't think he wouldn't cheat on her, but I don't think he cheated on her then. (laughs) Um, 
And then there was like all this speculation that they were in a thruple. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's all these conspiracy theories about Ring the Alarm. And then um, for the cover art for Ring the Alarm, she used alligators during the photo shoot and taped their mouths shut. And she admitted that it was her idea and PETA got on her ass. Um, and then she also used fur for her like fashion line or something. So she got a lot of hate for like animal shit. As I feel like everybody did during this era. It was like either you were like super PETA vegan, like before vegan was a thing, or it was just kind of like something you did. I feel like this was kind of the end of, um, you know, animal testing, hence Legally Blonde too. I mean, look at the evidence. Anyway, then um, the writing credits on Irreplaceable kind of caused some beef because... Neo, who co-wrote the song, told MTV, apparently Beyonce was at a show somewhere. And right before the song came on, she said, I wrote this for all my ladies. And then the song came on. This song I is a co-write. I wrote the lyrics. I wrote all the lyrics. Beyonce helped me with the melodies and harmonies and the vocal arrangement. And that makes it a co-write. And some people found it kind of disrespectful. But then Neo said on Twitter that he originally wrote the song for him. And then he said, once I realized how the song comes across, if sung by a guy, that's when I decided to give it away. But to be totally honest with you, yeah, it's not only like a weird and like threatening thing if a man sings it, but it's also just like so inherently feminine. Everything you own in the box to the left when when does a man ever tell a woman to get out, pack her shit and get out? That rarely happens. <laughs> like the man's always the one that has to move out. Are you kidding me? That is such a weird thing for him to say. So then during all this, like I said, Beyonce stars in Dream Girls and plays the role of Dina Jones, um, inspired by the Motown label and Diana Ross. And then in 2008, she released I Am Sasha Fierce, her third studio album, named after her onstage alter ego, which I love because as a young performer, I always had like an alter ego as well. And I just, I remember when she said that as like a little mixed girl who like loved being on stage, I was like, oh my God, Beyonce, she gets me. <laughs> So that is the album that had If I Were a Boy and Single Ladies on it. And in addition to Halo and Sweet Dreams. I mean, just a truly iconic album. This is actually my favorite Beyonce album. I don't know if that makes me basic, but I just feel like it's so like layered and deep <laughs> and like still fun, but also so soulful. It was released on November 12th, 2008. Also by the same as her last two studio albums. And it was formatted as a double album. Um, basically kind of like reflecting her like alter ego and her real self. Again, like very Taylor Swift. Like does Taylor Swift actually low-key take after Beyonce? I wonder. Jay-Z and Etta James are credited for inspiring her to really like get into the nitty gritty with the songwriting the side of the album i am 
was inspired by folk and alternative rock blending acoustic guitar elements into contemporary ballads. Um, it received great reviews as her other albums did as well. And it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart again. It earned one diamond and over 30 platinum certifications in different markets around the world um, and was certified as double platinum by the RIAA in 2009, selling over 3 million copies in the United States. It has sold 8 million copies worldwide. Uh, seven Grammy nominations in 2010, including a nomination for Artist of the Year. She won five. And then um, she basically collected a record setting six wins between that and her last one and won and also became the most awarded female artist in one night. And then in 2014, she wins four MTV Music Awards. In 2015, she wins three Grammys um, for her self-titled album. She won Best Surround Sound Album and Best R&B Performance and Best R&B Song for Drunk in Love. Then in 2015, she, la she launches Ivy Park, which is really an incredible brand. I really, really encourage people to shop with her. I didn't include her on my list of my favorite um, celebrity-owned brands in my blog the other day, but she was like an honorable mention. And I think if I do another one, which has been requested, I will definitely include Ivy Park. Um, so she co-founded it in 2014. It launched with Topshop in 2016 and has gone on to launch a ton of collaborations, including with Adidas. And then in 2016, she releases Lemonade. And of course, that um, was like dropped out of nowhere on April 23rd as a visual album. And it included um, like an hour long film. And it focused on Beyonce's husband, Jay-Z's alleged infidelities. She didn't hold back in any of the lyrics. Of course, when she dropped the line, uh, he better call Becky with the good hair, which made people spiral out of control. So let's talk about some of the people who were rumored to be Becky with the good hair. People have speculated that it's Gwyneth Paltrow, that it's Nicki Minaj, that it's Rita Ora, stylist Rachel Roy. She's a fashion designer. So Rachel Roy is a fashion designer and the ex-wife of Jay-Z's former friend and business partner, Damon Dash. And Amber Rose is the one who sparks rumors about it being Gwyneth Paltrow. We never actually um, confirmed who Becky with the girl, who Becky with the good hair is, but you'll have to let me know um, because I'd love to hear your theories. So 2016 is the last time we heard from Beyonce as a solo artist. In her personal life, of course, we know that she has three kids, Blue Ivy and Rumi and Sir Carter, who are her twins. We don't know a whole lot about Beyonce because she is notoriously private. And honestly, I love that for her. But what we know about her personally is that her name is 
really Beyonce. Her name is Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. She was born on September 4th, 1981, making her a Virgo in Houston, Texas. She's the daughter of Celestine Beyonce Knowles Lawson, who is better known by the name Miss Tina. She is actually a businesswoman, fashion designer, and philanthropist, and she's known for establishing the brands House of Darion and Miss Tina by Tina Knowles. <laughs> she married their father, Matthew Knowles, and they were married until 2011. Beyonce has a song about their divorce, Ring Off, um, on her self-titled album. Celestine, Miss Tina, was born in Galveston, Texas. And has been married to Richard Lawson ever since. And has married been married to Richard Lawson since 2015. Beyonce also has a sister. You know her. Her name is Solange Knowles. And she was born June 24th, 1986. She is also a songwriter and performance artist. And at age 16, she released her first solo album in 2002, Solo Star. And then... She had several minor acting roles, which you might have seen her in Bring It On, All or Nothing. And she co-writes for Beyonce and some of her former Destiny's Child groupmates. I'm really excited to hear Beyonce's new album. Um, She's really hyped it up by calling it Renaissance. I'm expecting that to mean that this is like something totally new and different for her. I'm really excited to see what that means because, I mean, we know that the Renaissance was a big like transition period into modernity. So I'm like, is this, is she calling it like her adult Sasha Fierce or something? Like we're going to peel back a new layer and get to know Beyonce a little better through her music since she doesn't like to talk to us. (laughs) Well, I hope you're as excited for the album as I am. And I can't wait to hear all your thoughts and theories. Follow us on Instagram at the spin cycle pod. I have polls daily. You can share your thoughts and opinions with me. It's a safe space for hot takes. Also, please subscribe and rate us five stars on wherever you listen. Thanks. Love you so much. Bye.